Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1 from the Amplified Classic Translation. Therefore, let us go on and get past the elementary stage in the teachings and doctrines of Christ the Messiah, advancing steadily toward the completeness and perfection that belongs to spiritual maturity. I'm sure you will agree with me that the Bible has much to say about growing up spiritually and moving towards spiritual maturity and leaving behind the elementary principles of the Christian faith. I, I believe that one of the most severe problems we have in the church today is a people who are unwilling to grow up. They would rather remain spiritual infants so that others can take care of them. And this is a common problem that we find in the church world. And I'm talking about the universal church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to understand that spiritual growth is neither a function of time or a function of learning. Paul said the following concerning some who are ever learning, he says, yet they never come to the knowledge of the truth. You read that in the Bible? They ever learn, they desire to learn, but they never come to the knowledge of the truth. So spiritual growth has nothing to do with spiritual, uh, with time or um, or learning. We have believers that have been believers for many, many years, yet they have not grown up spiritually at all. They're still carnal. But growth in the Spirit is a function of obedience to the Word of God and to the principles which promote spiritual growth and advancement. I'm going to say that again because it's very important. It's not what you know, is what you practice that makes a difference in our spiritual walk. It is a function of obedience. Spiritual advancement has to do with obedience to the Word of God and to the principles which promote spiritual growth and advancement. Now, in order for us to advance spiritually, we need to be educated along those lines and we need to put into practice the principles that bring about spiritual maturity. The purpose of my study this morning in this second session is to give you such principles. One of the foundational principles to spiritual growth is being flexible and pliable in the hands of the Lord. 
being flexible and pliable in the hands of the Lord. Isaiah 64 verse 8, the, uh, the prophet uh, talks to the Lord and he says, But now, O Lord, you are our father, we are the clay, and you are potter. And all we are the work of your hand. You see, flexible people bend easily, and they bow without breaking in the process, without having a, a spiritual breakdown or an emotional breakdown when things don't go the way. Proud people, though, are very rigid and unyielding. It takes humility to become flexible and adaptable to any situation you may find yourself in. But we also need to be discerning, I believe, the various seasons in our life and be able to transition from one season into another and from one state of affairs into another without breaking. Another important principle in our journey to spiritual maturity, and this is a biggie, this is a big one, is learning to let go. Let go. That includes people, possessions, ministries, and ways of thinking. And in this journey of pursuing the will of God for my life and ministry, over a period of 45 years, I have learned to let go. Just let go. Let go of my past. Let go of my dreams. Let go of my opinions, my thoughts, my church, <laughs> as well as my preferences. I've had to let go also of relationships, people, as well as things and possessions in order to successfully transition into those new things which the Lord had prepared for me to move into. I have learned, and I haven't arrived yet, don't misunderstand me, and I am still learning not to hold on too tightly so that I find it difficult or even impossible to let go. I'm learning more and more that I don't really own anything in life. I'm just the steward of everything God has blessed me with, including my relationships. I live in a beautiful home. It's not my own, though. I'm only going to live here for a few years. It belongs to the Lord. I'm the steward of it. Everything I have, everything I am, I'm just the steward of it. And transitioning from ownership to stewardship is another foundational principle to spiritual advancement. Transitioning from ownership to stewardship is foundational to spiritual advancement. A number of times through the years, I found myself among people whom I have loved dearly, people whom I have personally taught, 
personally disciple, spend many hours with them, both in groups and privately, individually. Yet, these very dear people refuse to grow up spiritually and refuse to move forward with God. No matter how I tried to persuade them or encourage them to go on to maturity, they were unwilling to embrace the new things that the Lord was, I felt, was leading us into. Some got stuck in tradition, while others in the fear of the unknown. Some were more fearful in what people would say and think about them than what the Lord Jesus Christ would say about them. In other words, they regarded the opinions of men far more than the will of God for their lives. As many of you know, I began my journey with the Lord in the Orthodox Church. My ministry was birthed and it was launched in the Orthodox Church with the blessing of the bishop in Zimbabwe in the month of September of 1983. Now, many believed, many were born again in the Orthodox Church through my ministry. But only a handful of people were willing to leave the Orthodox traditions and move on with Christ. Anna is present. She's one of them. One of the very, very few. Why? They loved Orthodoxy more than they loved the Lord. They became comfortable, satisfied with what they had and where they were spiritually speaking. They were stuck in the religious traditions and they gave me no other choice but to leave them behind and go on without them. They just wouldn't move. Later on, I recall I was accused of abandoning them and I was told that if I cared for them, then I would have stayed with them. You know, I've learned this through experience. The longer you walk with the Lord, and the deeper and more meaningful your intimacy with the Lord is, the more you will need to let go of things, even people, that hinder your progress in the Spirit. You just got to learn to let go. You cannot piggyback them with you. You just move on. Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every weight, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Scripture is very clear. We are to let go. We are to lay aside everything and everyone that hinders us from running our race and finishing our course. The Spirit. If you know the Spirit for any length of time, you will know that He's always moving us onwards and always moving us upwards. Always encouraging us to go further with the Lord where there is more fruitfulness and more productivity. I'm reminded of Abraham. Abraham, in his pursuit of God, 
As we all know, he was called upon to leave his country, leave his father's house in order to step into the new season that God had prepared for him. Imagine that. He was to leave everything and everyone behind except his family. If he was unwilling to let go of what he had, what he knew, what he was familiar with, he would not be called today the father of our faith. We read the account of his departure in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house. In other words, everything that you know and everything that you used to, everything that you're familiar with, to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Well, he shouldn't have taken him with him, because as you know, later on he gave him a lot of trouble, but nevertheless he did take him with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. You know, it was a major step of faith. The Word of God says that Abraham went out and he didn't know where he was going. All he knew is that the Lord had called him out of all that he knew and of all that he loved and of all that he was familiar with. And after his initial obedience to the Word of God, we read in the Scriptures time and time again how the Lord instructed him to pick up his tent and move in obedience to God's instructions. You know, I've learned something from Abram, that his worship of God was permanent, but his residence was temporary. In other words, he built his altar solid, but he pitched his tents that he could pick them up anytime and move at the word of the Lord. We need to be the same. <laughs> when God speaks, we say, here we are, Lord. What now? Where to? Finally, the ultimate test came when he was called to give up his son, sacrifice him on the mount as an offering to the Lord. And as you know, his obedience was rewarded richly by the Lord. And we see how Abram was tested again and again, and he was proved faithful to the Lord, proving that he loved God more than anything or anyone else in this world, including his son. You see, I believe that anything we hold on so tightly Accept the Lord in our pursuit of God, it becomes an idol in our lives. That's so true. It can be a relationship, it can be a possession, it can be a career, or even a ministry. And many have made shipwreck of the faith because of their unwillingness to just let go when they were called to do so. 
Remember that. This is a big one. We must be willing to live before God with open hands. Hold nothing so tight. I am reminded of Moses, for whom the scripture says, that when he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And we read his account in Hebrews 11, verse 24 says, By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Just imagine, Moses had to let go of titles, possessions, he had to let go of fame and the riches and the wealth in Egypt in order to pursue the call of God on his life. The choices he made brought him suffering and much pain. By identifying with God's people rather than choosing to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. And the choices we make in following Christ not always will lead us into comfortable places. Are you listening to me? Some, there will be suffering in it. He was able to do that because he looked to the reward that God would give him. He looked into the future, his future, and by faith he saw him, the Bible says, who is invisible. And now here's another key to spiritual advancement. Having the faith to see the invisible. Having the faith to see what is not seen or grasped in the natural. In other words, having the eyes of faith, having vision that is spiritual, that is from God. Believers who are flexible and pliable seem to have this kind of foresight. They are able to look into the future by faith and they overcome the fear of the unknown because this is a big one. When you don't know where you're going, when you don't know what's ahead of you, when you don't know what's on the next turn, you're afraid. It's the fear of the unknown. But when you have foresight, they see, you see things that others fail to see. And I recall when God called me to leave Zimbabwe with my family, as well as step out of the business we were running so successfully at the time, there was an inward battle within me, an inward battle between my faith in God and my fear of the unknown. And remember, I had no one promising me support. No organization, no church promised me. All I had was the Word of God, just move out, step out in obedience into full-time ministry. And finally, my faith in God overcame my fear of the unknown. And the promise of God was the only thing that kept my feet steady and kept my heart 
from failing. There's a beautiful verse of scripture in Psalm, I think, 34, uh, that says, I would have, my heart would have failed unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What a beautiful verse of scripture. I believe, despite all odds, that I would see the goodness of the Lord in this new season that God was leading me into. Now, if I held on too tight in what I had in Zimbabwe, or if I feared the unknown more than I believed in God's promise, I would not have made the transition, and I don't believe that I would be where I am today, spiritually speaking. I would have made shipwreck of my faith, and I would have stagnated in the Spirit. And believe me, what I had in Zimbabwe was good. It wasn't bad. It was very good. But so often, the good becomes the enemy of what is best. Many of us think that what we have in the Lord right now is good. And we're satisfied with that. But we need to understand that God has much more for us than what we currently know or what we currently experience in the Lord. Much, much more. Willing to move into greater things in the Lord requires us to have foresight and faith to grasp what is out there in the unknown. To take by faith what we cannot see, what we cannot feel, but know that it's out there and see it with the eyes of faith. It also requires us to let go of what we possess right now, what we have in order to grasp what is out there in the world of the Spirit. And we do that by faith. You cannot grasp onto new things while your hands are filled with what you have right now. You can't grab hold of the future if you're holding so tight what is present. You have to let it go and step out by faith in, 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 in the Spirit out there and take what belongs to you. Take what God has prepared for you. Amen? Regarding this matter, I know um, from experience, and I've talked with many young men and women who really want to get married, they want to settle down, they want to have a family, but they are unwilling to let go of their independence. They still want to run around, they still want to go where they want to go and do what they want to do. Yeah, that will never work. You've got to let go of your independence in order to be tied to another person. It's a whole new life. It's a whole new season. Amen. And those of us who are married understand what I'm talking about. You go where you don't want to go sometimes. You do what you don't want to do for the sake of your spouse. Well, another thing we must let go is our past. That includes past failures as well as past successes. You cannot go forward if you keep looking back. Try driving your car by looking in the rearview mirror. You, you, you're going to have a major problem. 
and you won't go very far. And Paul the Apostle had something to say about this. He said, writing to the Philippians in chapter 3, verse 12, he said, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected. He said, I haven't arrived yet. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press forward. I press toward the goal for the prize of of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. This is how the mature people think. This is how the grown-ups think. They press on. They push forward. And after all the revelations Paul received from the Lord, and after all the wonderful experiences he had in his walk with Christ, he said he did not arrive. Now here's another key to spiritual advancement. Knowing that you have not arrived. (laughs) Knowing that you have not arrived. Well, and this kind of knowing, listen, needs to be in the heart, not in the head. Amen? Don't just say, well, I know I I haven't arrived. Uh, I'm not yet where I should be or perfected. But that knowledge needs to be in the heart. It needs to be revelation knowledge because that kind of knowledge in the head is not sufficient to empower you or to inspire you to press forward. You've got to have that revelation. Amen? That knowledge has to be in our heart. Paul knew in his spirit there was much more of God he desired to experience, and therefore he was willing to let go of his past and experiences and failures and successes. Amen. On this matter, may I say that many within the church today are really stuck. Uh, Some are stuck spiritually, some are stuck emotionally, mentally, stuck, and they are unable to somehow move forward because of something that happened in the past. They are unable to forget, or they are unable to forgive those that have wronged them. Another thing that we must let go is unforgiveness, is anger and bitterness against those whom we feel they have wronged us or did us wrong. Some are even filled with guilt and shame, while others are filled with bitterness and unforgiveness. And unless they are willing to let go of the past, they cannot move into the future God has for them. Here's a testimony I want to share with you. A number, excuse me, a number of years ago, the lady who is now running our bookkeeping and administration office in the United States was unable to let go for many, many months and forgive the people who let her go from her place of employment. She felt she was unjustly treated, unfairly dismissed. She doesn't mind me sharing this testimony because it's a powerful testimony. As a result, she was unable to get another job for months on end. 
as well as seeing any progress, any progress in other areas of her life, and that included unexplainable delay in green card and in obtaining her citizenship. For one reason or another, they even employed a lawyer. They, they couldn't get to the bottom of it. Upon forgiving her previous employer and letting go of that painful past, she was released to go on with the Lord and experience true spiritual growth. Not only that, but the blessing of the Lord was activated through her forgiveness in so many areas of her life and family. Today, both her husband and her are among our most faithful and productive members in our overseas ministry. You see, we have to let go. Let go of hurts, let go of anger, let go of bitterness, let go of unforgiveness. That's why I said we've got to learn to let go. Another key, this is also a big one, another key principle to spiritual growth and advancement is to be rightly aligned with the spiritual house and oversight that God places us in. Our heart needs to be nurtured, needs to be fed, needs to be nourished with the word that proceeds from our own spiritual house rather than being fed by unknown ministries or other sources of information. Today, with the overload of information on Internet, is confusing many, many believers, especially those that have no spiritual family, no spiritual house, and no spiritual authority over them. Listen to what Proverbs 5.15 says. Proverbs 5.15 Drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. Did you hear that? We need to teach our people this because they get confused with so much teaching, so much information out there on the internet. And so many in the body of Christ are so confused and mixed up in their minds because they listen to and receive ministry from many different sources which contradict one another. I'm not saying that it's wrong for you to be taught or fed by other ministries, especially those who are recommended by your pastor or your oversight, who share the same values and share the same principles as your church embraces, or ministries that are recommended by those that are on our spiritual oversight. But our primary ministry, though, should come from our own spiritual family. You see, that's why God placed you in a particular family. Why? Because He knows the kind of teaching you need to grow. He knows your weaknesses, He knows our failures, He knows our strengths, and He knows what diet to feed us with. And it's important that we receive the right diet. Otherwise, we're going to be confused. So in closing, I want to emphasize the importance of discerning what it is that is holding us back 
at times from moving on with God, advancing into new territory, new things in the spirit which, which God had prepared for us. And it's important that we know what it is. What it is that keeps us where we are. Is it a mindset? Sometimes the mindset that brought us where we are, it's the very mindset that keeps us where we are. It is important that we receive a new mindset, new thoughts, new ideas. You know, even now as I'm doing this seminar with you, House of Faith, a whole lot of things are coming into my mind. I said, well, just because I can't travel, that doesn't mean I cannot preach to other churches. I can hold seminars like this, leadership training. You know, we have to receive a new mindset in order to move forward. If we keep that old mindset, it will keep us where we are. And sometimes, most times, we need to receive added revelation and understanding where God wants us to go and take those steps by faith. So we need to discern, what is it that keeps me where I am? Is it a mindset of fear? Am I afraid of the unknown? You know, many are stuck because they are afraid of the unknown out there. They don't know what they're going to find. What if I fail? I don't know what's out there. You know, we've got to overcome that fear of the unknown. Others, sometimes they're so afraid of what other people would say about them or what other people would, would, would uh, think about them. The fear of man, the Bible says, is a trap. Fear of men can imprison us and keep us in that prison until we are willing to rise up and say, I don't care what others think, I don't care what others say about me, I'm going to do what I believe God wants me to do. Amen? So, other times, it maybe is a past experience that, that, as I said, holds us in an emotional prison, refusing to let us go. There are many in the church that are in prison of the past failures, past experience. I failed before. What makes me think I'm going to succeed now? All of those things. Sometimes it's unforgiveness. Are we a forgiving people? Or do we still hold grudges against those who we feel they mistreated us? Other times I see young men and women, sometimes a wrong relationship will hold them back from experiencing God's best. Make no mistake, wrong people will keep you back. Wrong relationships, and I'm not talking about marriage. If you got married, you stuck with that person whether you like it or not. <laughs> There's no escape out of that one. But sometimes relationships of young, young men and women, they get into a relationship and they get hooked emotionally, especially if they are sexually active outside of marriage. There are what they call a soul ties. They find it so difficult to break. And wrong relationships will definitely cost that person. Amen. Other times it's just pure comfort. I'm comfortable where I am. I'm not really interested 
in having more of God. Life is good right now. Well, I'm healthy. My finances are in good order. My relationships are good. And some folks cannot see beyond that. But you know, anything can happen in the next five minutes. Anything can happen. Where you are struck down by an unseen and unprepared event. And then you wonder, I should have moved out. I should have listened. Amen? So all of these things are just some of the lessons that I've learned in my own life. Uh, letting go. And sometimes letting go of people and relationships, especially those that you walked with for years, can be very painful. But you know, my desire for God, to go on with God, to climb with God, is it's bigger, it's greater than my desire to camp with people that are unwilling to move with God. Amen? So we must be flexible and adaptable to move from one season into the next, from one state of affairs into the next, following the Lord wherever He leads us, onwards and upwards. So, Father, as we come to the end of our session today, we thank you for your precious word. We thank you for your spirit within us, whom you promised will lead and guide us into all truth. Blessed Spirit, open our eyes to see where we are stuck, if we are stuck. Open our ears to hear new things to embrace new things in the Lord, to step out into new territories, unexperienced and unexplored before. For we desire and we thirst for more of you, Lord, more of your presence in our lives, more of your love, more of your power, more of your goodness, more of your kindness. We want to experience more of you, dear Lord, so that we can become a greater blessing to humanity, a greater blessing to our fellow man through Jesus Christ our Lord. So please help us. Help us to see and to hear what cannot be perceived with our physical senses. For your word declares that ear has not heard, nor eye has seen, nor have entered into the heart of man those things which God has prepared for them who love him. But God revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the hidden things of God, the deep things of God. Blessed Spirit, we rely on you for revelation of those things which are ahead of us. In Jesus' precious and wonderful name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.